What's up everybody? My name is Joe Morato and you are watching We Are Apes Development. If you are tuning in, this week is episode 7 and we are talking about expectations. I have a dear friend of mine with me today, Amanda. She's going to talk with us about expectations and share some of her thoughts and experience on expectations. Um, I feel like this is something that lots of people struggle with. I mm -hmm. feel like people have expectations that cause them harm and they don't even realize it. Uh, I know that I did for a long time. I, I focused on outcomes. I focused, I, you know, when I was, especially when I was out in the darkness, mm -hmm. uh, I focused on always what I was going to get. Mm -hmm. What I was going to get out of something uh, was things going to plan out, pan out the way that it was going to benefit me the most. Because that's all I cared about was myself, me, 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 mine, mine, mine. Was I going to get enough? Was I going to have enough? Was there going to be enough left over? You know, and then as I got into recovery and started learning about myself and started developing and growing emotionally and spiritually and mentally and getting down to causes and conditions, I, I found out that a lot of my problems was expectations of other people. Mm -hmm. So before we get too far into it, I do want to introduce you and let you introduce yourself to the to the crew. Okay. My name's Amanda. Yep. And um, I'm in recovery. And um, just looking at myself, I feel like for me, I put a lot of expectations on myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was something that um, I grew up with. If not um, having enough money or uh, the more shit I put on myself, but I also would... Um, if you didn't do certain shit, I'd get pissed. Mm -hmm. So, um, getting to grow and know that, like, I had play a part and stuff lets me know that, like, um, my expectations can take my serenity away mm -hmm. um, and cause me to, like, have resentments. Right. Because if you don't do what I want you to do, even in, like, working, there's, you know, if you work with people and you expect them to have your work ethic and they don't. Right. Because when I come to work, I come to work, and some people don't. It's just having grace and letting people be where they're at. Because at the end of the day, um, I have to look at myself. And I can't, um, the expectations I put on myself can make me miserable, but I can also make other people miserable. And I can also um, have resentments, and all that does is hurt me. So um, I'm glad to be growing and learning about all the things, expectations and shit, because I never thought... Years ago, I would, I mean, who hey, thinks of, like, expectations as something in our life that you sit and really think about, like, an yeah. expectation. Right. Well, I just get up and do what I got to do. It's automatic. Yeah. Our brain just does it automatically. Yes. And, and, and we're going to get into that because certain expectations are realistic, right? Like, I talked about this on a different episode, but certain expectations are realistic. There is such a thing as having a realistic, realistic expectation based on a past experience. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that... Friday is payday mm -hmm. because I've worked the last two weeks and on Friday at 12.01 a.m. or 1.01 a.m., whatever time that my bank deposits it, my paycheck is going to get electronically deposited. Ta-da! It's mm -hmm. just going to appear in my account. So when I wake up, I can expect within a reasonable amount of time and, and certainty, right, with a reasonable amount of certainty that my paycheck is going to be there mm -hmm. because it's been there the last... 72 pay periods that I've worked. History shows me that I can expect that to be there. Now, 
of course things happen life happens we we depend on electronics for everything uh something could happen and my paycheck could be not right mm-hmm. and i could expect it to be x amount of dollars and it's short and then i'm upset because my expectations aren't met right the problem is is when we let that get out of control and we let our expectations get unmanageable mm-hmm. We end up in a negative headspace. Like you said, we get resentful and we get angry. And that eliminates our ability to be useful to other people, especially to ourselves. If, if all I'm doing is seething and being angry and resentful, I'm burning up so much energy. It takes so much more energy to be angry than it does to be happy. Yes. Like I feel like, like naturally in our natural state, when our basic needs are met, we're content mm-hmm. as human beings. So we like have to like pour energy into creating negativity and burning that like stoking that fire, right? I think about it like an engineer on a train shoveling coal into the fire to make the engine burn faster and make the train go faster. When I'm getting angry or resentful, that's what I'm doing. My thoughts are shoveling that coal and I'm getting more mad and I'm getting more fired up. And it is so hurtful to us to be in an angry state physically, emotionally. It hurts our relationships, right? Um, we want to. I want to have a positive impact on the people that I interact with. Yes. And I can imagine as a parent, as a mom, you never want to have a negative impact on your kids, right? So our mental state and maintaining our mental state is so important. And that's what the apes mentality is about, right? Being accountable to ourselves maintaining positivity, practicing being positive, and working on our emotional and spiritual growth. That's what it's all about. So I try to pick topics that are specific to that. (coughs) Um, So we're going to jump right in. One of the things that I try to always do is we talk a little bit about what people think, you know, what the topic is, what expectations are. And then I jump into what the definition of what the expectations are. Um... And the definition of expectations, or the two main definitions of expectations, number one is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So outcomes, Mm -hmm. right? Like a strong belief that something is going to be, like the payday thing, the the paycheck thing. The second is a belief that someone will or should do something. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the part that makes me laugh. Like when I think about when I have expectations of people, I think about who the fuck am I yeah. to tell you how you should act. Like, I'm just learning how to be an adult now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just learning how to be responsible for myself now. So who am I to be somebody else's judge and jury? But I do. Oh, yes. It's very hard not to. Definitely. Especially when you start talking about coworkers. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I've said this before, too. Like, I feel like I set the bar low. Mm-hmm. Like, as a, as a worker, as a person... Uh, naturally, I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator by nature. So you're one of those. It, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. See, I'm the exact opposite. I, I, I definitely to put down. Oh yeah, no, I'm going to put this off until my. I'm going to do my homework for the podcast on Wednesday afternoon yeah. at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I try not to do that. I try to be better. You know, we talked about what topic we were going to talk about this week, so I was kind of scrambling at the last minute. Usually, my homework is done and my notes are done. But uh, I put it off. I, I could have done it yesterday. I could have I worked on it Monday after we came to an agreement. Uh, 
But yeah, I struggle. That's probably my biggest area of opportunity is not expecting myself from other people. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Definitely. Especially when, man, this is where I get stuck, right? Like, I feel like that's the least you could have done. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even feel like it's a lot to ask. Like, expecting somebody at what, I'll give you a perfect example. So, our break room has trash cans in it. And I think it was last Friday. The trash was, I mean, it was it was overflowing. If this was the top, it was overflowing to here like a pyramid. And there were wrappers and, like, soda on the floor from a can that had fallen that wasn't empty. Mm-hmm. But nobody's seen that. Nobody. I mean, you're talking about 100 employees had mm-hmm. come through that store probably in the last 12 hours. And everybody walked right by it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a reasonable expectation that somebody would have taken the initiative to be like, man, this is terrible. Like, where's a where's a trash bag? Why don't you you want to give me a hand? Let's take care of this. Now, two guys ended up doing that. It's funny because as I was looking at the schedule, because we have a schedule of which departments are responsible for the break room every week, uh, and we got to the bottom of that. While I was digging into that and figuring out who I needed to call, two other associates did come in and work together to dump the trash and get it cleaned up. But I understood. I wasn't upset about it. But there was another employee, you know, one of the other leaders of the store who was very upset. Like, she took it very personal uh, that no one had taken the initiative. And she didn't, she felt like, so if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And I understand that frustration. So the psychology <laughs> of expectations is something that I looked up because I like to speak to facts and research. And some of the some of the highlighted points that I got from the psychology of expectations was uh, believing that an unverbalized expectation will bring you what you want is magical thinking and is unreliable. Mm-hmm. So having an unspoken expectation. So you expecting me to. I don't know, do the dishes because you cook dinner. Yes. It's very hard. Yeah. But it's also, I feel like, expectations, too, is like the communication. Oh, yeah. Because um, people don't, people can't read your fucking mind. And so, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not saying, because, and I feel like people should, like, you should know what I want. You yeah. should know that yeah. if the trash needs to be took out, yeah. you can see that. Please get the trash. <laughs> but people don't see that as... And, Everybody thinks different, so not verbalizing what I expect from you, right? And you don't do it, then I'm I'm the kind of person which I'm trying to work on is I'm gonna see that and like I'm gonna hold a resentment, and then right. three months later down the road, you're gonna hear about it, and then I'm gonna word vomit, and the devil's gonna come out, and you're gonna be like, well, where'd this come from? Right? Because I expected you to do something, but you didn't know because I didn't verbalize it. Right. And also to be able to tell people. Like, this is how I feel, and this is a, a boundary, and this is what I expect. And me not to get pissed off because you feel this way, I'll let you be where you're at. Right. And not and validate how you feel. This is how you feel, mm-hmm. and be okay with that, and not try to fix it. Well, and that takes practice, right? Like a we lot have, we of have, practice. We have no practice. Like, I had no practical experience no. communicating. Like, I did that, that episode on communication I had no practical experience before I got sober, before I got into recovery. I had no experience in practical application of setting boundaries or setting expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, if we're going to have a friendship, 
I'm going to need you to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to be forthcoming. If I ask you something, I'm going to expect you not to lie. I'm going to call me on my you, shit. I'm going to expect you not to steal from me. Mm-hmm. Like these are some basic fundamentals that we probably don't need to. Ha- I shouldn't have to have a conversation. But if I'm going to have you over at my house, you can't steal my shit. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're not going to be allowed at my house anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a- another one. I laugh because I, I had a friend of mine in recovery who was like, "Look." I'm going to invite you over to my house for a family gathering, like a, like Thanksgiving. But you're not allowed to be inappropriate with my wife. If I feel like you're being inappropriate with my wife or my kids, you're not going to be allowed over at my house anymore. Mm-hmm. That's expectation. That's, that's setting a boundary, mm-hmm. and it's setting the expectation of my behavior mm-hmm. so that I don't come over and realize, holy shit, this dude's wife is a dime. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's up, girl? Mm-hmm. Or I'm hanging out in the kitchen talking to her, and it's making him feel uncomfortable, Right. Whether I would do something with his wife or not, I'm not being appropriate. Mm-hmm. So it made me mindful of my behavior, and it made me mindful of where I kept my eyes and what I said and how I said it. Mm-hmm. He set that expectation. Yes. But we have to practice that, and we have to give ourselves grace and other people grace mm-hmm. to respond and react accordingly and to fail. We yes. have to always give ourselves the, the, the grace to fail, to fall short. So that we can learn mm-hmm. how to do better next time. Yes. And I've, I've learned, that's what I've learned more than anything in the last six years in recovery. What I've learned more than anything is it's okay to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Successful people make lots of mistakes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't want to quote the numbers wrong, but somebody gave the example of Michael Jordan. And, he was, and his record, his basketball record, and how many baskets he made. And, and how many slam dunks he had. And when he got interviewed about it one time, somebody somebody asked him, you know, how did you, you know, did you ever think that you were going to be this good or did you ever think that this would, you know, be your record? And he said, it's funny because nobody ever talks about the million and one times that I missed. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so profound. Like, he owned that. He was like, yeah, nobody ever talks about the million baskets that I didn't make. Mm-hmm. So, and Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about it in his in his. Uh, speeches about success was not being afraid to fail. He speaks to that specifically. Don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Failing and getting back up and trying again is how we learn. Yes. We're not ever going to be perfect. And I feel like for me, before I got in recovery, um, I always thought that I, I strive to be more. I expected more of myself. Expected right. to be the best mom, the the best wife, the best nurse. And at the end of the day, like saying that um, I'm not perfect mm-hmm. and I'll never be perfect. Right. But I ex- expect so much of myself. I put so much expectations on myself that a lot of times it will make me miserable if yeah. I just don't give myself some grace. Like sitting down and taking a nap. I'm not a napper. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to sit down. I got squirrels and they all <laughs> get out and have a good time. So for me to actually like take a rest, that's giving myself grace and like it and just expect Expecting like I'm not always going to be perfect and I'm going to mess up and through the grace of like the program of being in recovery like I can say now when I mess up and like that's huge for me Mm -hmm. because before I wouldn't like you the one that done something and I'm pissed off at you about it well and and we learn from doing that over and over right especially Mm -hmm. through the amends process we learn that that's where the real healing is Mm -hmm. that's where the real growth is is being able, you know, I talk to my, my sponsees about, I hate apologizing to another man, mm-hmm. but it's where I grow the most. Yes. It's where I 
look at something and be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this again. And I describe it like eating a shit sandwich. Mm -hmm. Like when I have to apologize to another man for my behavior, I literally feel like I'm taking a bite of a shit sandwich. Yeah. And they're watching me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Try to choke it down. Yeah. My pride and ego, that's mm -hmm. how I feel. Like it's embarrassing to yes. me. It's uncomfortable and, and revolting to me to have to experience that but it's humbling at the same time mm -hmm. and what it teaches me is I'm never gonna do that again mm -hmm. because I don't ever want to eat this shit burger again you know what I'm saying and my guys always laugh at that analogy but it's true mm -hmm. and they can relate especially when they make an amends or they make an amends in something instantaneously like I'm sorry that I overreacted I'm sorry I said that it's humbling yes it teaches us a great deal of humility to admit that we're wrong and it teaches us that we're not perfect, like yes. you said. Yes, and pain is a great motivator. Definitely, definitely. Like when you start to feel, I feel like being in recovery and like learning who I am because I never knew who Amanda was, like always being who everybody else wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And so now trying to figure out who I am and what my higher power wants me to be right. is um, huge, but also giving myself grace to know that like I'm going to make mistakes. But right. being able to say, I messed up here I'm sorry mm -hmm. you know um, or I don't want to feel that way anymore right like growing and knowing that if I do this this is the consequences and this is how it's gonna make me feel so I don't want to do that anymore right right so don't keep doing it right stay my ass in my lane <laughs> because I I get real veered off on other people too if, if I watch myself and I start to see that I'm having somebody's usually getting on my nerves at work or in a wherever and I'm like what's going on with you so then I had to look at myself mm -hmm. and figure out that I need to grow somewhere you spoke to uh, having too high of expectations on yourself yes and I know that I did too in the beginning mm -hmm. and two things helped me with that one was realizing how much negative self-talk oh I god had. yes I, I talked down to myself mm -hmm. and I beat myself up yes. when I would fall short mm -hmm. and, and and I wouldn't have I wouldn't give myself grace mm -hmm. And then I heard a lady say one day, and, you know, I'm, my language is going to get rough, but I was at a meeting, and this lady with a great deal of time sober said, you know what, I might be a fucking mess, but I'm God's mess. Mm -hmm. And he knows my heart, and he knows what I'm trying to do and who mm -hmm. I'm trying to be. Yeah. And he gives me the grace to make, mistake, to make mistakes, and he's merciful mm -hmm. uh, and allows me to grow, and he wants me to grow. And we've been on this path for a long time together. And that helped me so much recognize that God knows my heart. Mm -hmm. regardless, of regardless of what I do, he mm -hmm. knows at the end of the day, I'm trying to do more good than mm -hmm. harm. So if I make a mistake or I fall short, I apologize. Mm -hmm. Not just to the person. I apologize to God for falling mm -hmm. short. Forgive me for falling short. Please help me to do better next time. I need that guidance. I need that guidance. Mm -hmm. I can't speak to what other people need. Some people are perfectly happy and perfectly successful just being self-propelled through life. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the most successful people in the world believe in God. You know what I mean? Uh, Tony Robbins is a, is a personal life coach, a business life coach. He's been an entrepreneur his entire life. He's done seminars his entire adult life. He absolutely believes in God. He absolutely believes in God to draw strength and spirit from. 
he absolutely says the F word. Mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. he says it intentionally, and he talks about why he says it intentionally, to get people's attention. Because he says sometimes when he's talking, he can see people drifting off into space. And he wants to, like, snap them out of it. And so sometimes the word fuck will get people's, get people's attention. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and sometimes it upsets people, but it gets them thinking about what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I feel like there's a time and a place. I feel like it has a function. Uh, thank you to my friend Rainey for, for reminding me about Tony Robbins and his use of that word because I knew that. And uh, we had a conversation the other night about that. So thank you for the reminder. One of the other or psychology of expectation quotes that I wrote down was, the only way to find peace is to drop your expectation of others. Mm. To let go of what you think they should or shouldn't do and create your own happiness. Well, that's a, really what we've been talking about right now, mm -hmm. right, is our, is our expectation of others. And we're going to get into the types of expectations and how to live without expectations just because that's what we do. Mm -hmm. But I thought that that was great. Like, the only way to find peace is to drop our expectations. That's huge because I used to be very bad about... If you're in some kind of mood, I'm going to fix you. Right. Oh, you're pissed off. Let, let me see what I can do. At the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm not, I am who I am, and mm -hmm. I can't fix who you are. <laughs> right. It's very exhausting trying mm -hmm. to fix people. Yeah. Oh, they're pissed off. Let me see what I can, what, are you okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not that powerful. And anything it does is it takes my serenity away. 100%. So the only thing I can do is me and how I do and how I react to shit. It, you know, it's funny that you say that because that's, to me, that, that's the serenity prayer, mm -hmm. right? Like in any recovery program, yes. we say the serenity prayer. Well, I had a, a man break it down to me. He was like, do you know what the serenity prayer means? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. Mm -hmm. That's all of them. All of them. All of them. I cannot change you. I cannot change her. I cannot change him. I cannot change the weather. I cannot change... The, the sports outcomes of sports games. I cannot change politics. I cannot change the, the ridiculous views of the left and the right. I cannot change that. Grant me the serenity to accept all of them. The courage to change the things that I can. Well, that's me. Mm -hmm. That's all I can change. Right? And so when I say that, I say it just like that. When I talk to God, I'm like, grant me the courage to change all of me. Mm -hmm. And I need your help. Chief. Yes. Like, I need your help. Yes. Because if I could have done it on my own, I would have done it far before now. Yes. And the wisdom to know the difference. Because mm -hmm. that's where I get hung up. Like, yeah. is this one of the things that I'm supposed to try to change? Mm -hmm. No, because it's not me. Mm -hmm. Or is this one of the things I'm supposed to accept? And and you're right. Some people are perfectly content being miserable. Yes. They love being in their own shit because mm -hmm. it's nice and warm and soft and comfortable. And even though it stinks, they're familiar. It's familiar. They like it. So you can't talk them out of it. They're in the swamp of sorrows, mm -hmm. and they're comfortable being there. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get pulled in. Remember the movie, The NeverEnding Story? Love that movie, right. The NeverEnding Story. Right. Or well, what happens when they get, when, when they get what is, it was the swamp of despair, endless yeah. despair, right? The horse died. But, right. Atreyu yeah. loses his horse yeah. because the horse gives up mm -hmm. and falls into the murk. And it tears him apart because he can't save him. Yes. Well, that's what happens to us when we try to use all of our energy to save other people. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. When I first got in recovery, I remember seeing a thing that where I had 
something about a little boy had gave um, God a, a toy mm. to like fix it, and like he kept coming back to check on it, and he was like, "Haven't you got it done yet?" And God was like, "You haven't given me time." Because yeah. a lot of times I wanna, um, I wanna go back in and try to fix manage and control instead of yeah. just letting stuff be yeah. where it's supposed to be. Right. And that's where the um, the chaos and the obsession and the just get more out like it just mentally yeah. will drain you right and i'm a, I'm a nurse i work in a psych hospital so like one of the things like you were talking <laughs> about like helping people and letting like how i talk to myself like i'll tell my patients it's okay not to be okay yeah and it's okay to have a and shitty they look day at you like you're crazy no they're like yeah bitch but i don't even say that to myself like it's such a world <laughs> today like on the book of faces and all the things Everybody just wants to be happy like they're, the shooting, look of faces. Like like they're shooting rainbows out their ass every yeah, day and yeah. my life's just great and I'll have this white picket fence. Everybody with, posts that highlight yeah, reel. But you don't say like I'm in a dark place and today right. I feel like shit and I want to throat punch somebody or right. I'm just sad. But it's okay like I'm like giving myself grace to know like it really is truly okay to be okay. Right. And it's like anything feelings will pass right. and like all that shit will eventually It'll be okay. Yeah. That's something that, you know, you, I wasn't raised to feel as feelings. Damn some feelings. Definitely not. No. Or, or to talk about it. No, right? no, no. You're and fine. You're not dying or bleeding. Right. Yeah. It's funny. That's so, exactly that's exactly what I said. It's exactly what I said in the Emotionally Unavailable mm -hmm. Relationships podcast was I talked about how I want everyone to feel comfortable talking about not being okay. Mm -hmm. And if you're not okay with talking to your people about it, talk to me about mm -hmm. it. Shoot me a, a DM. Shoot me a, a, a message, you know, on, on any of my platforms. Um, you can hit me at The Real Joe Morato anytime at Yahoo. You can hit me on, on YouTube, on TikTok. You can message me anywhere. You can hit a comment and I'll get back to you. Uh, you're your age with your Yahoo. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Another friend teased me about that. This is 2023. People I got a email. Yahoo too. People yeah. don't email anymore. And I was like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. But, um, Expectations. Yeah. Like, we're probably everywhere. Like, I'm just everywhere. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. But it's good because a lot of <laughs> You don't have to like. No, no, look. No, no. No, it's good because a lot of what we've talked about, I'm going to get into when I talk about the types okay, of expectations. So, we'll be able to say do. what we already talked about. Yeah. Because... So we have, so another, another quote was, we have a natural tendency of pinning our happiness on fulfilled expectations. Mm -hmm. Like if I get that job, yes. I'm going to be happy. If I get that girl, I'm going to mm -hmm. be happy. If I, you know, if I get that car, I'm going to be happy. I always want more. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, we think that worldly things are mm -hmm. going to fulfill us, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, and it could be something simple. It could be something big. You know, I, I really want to get this house. I put an offer on this house. And if I get this house, then all of my dreams will come mm -hmm. true and everything will be great. And the reality of the matter is, like you said, we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just got to ride it out. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I put down was we experience, when, when experience dictates something is a realistic, a reasonable expectation, such as payday. The example that it gave was coffee. I loved it. So when I was talking about realistic expectations, I'm going to actually jump right into that. So we're going to jump into the different types of expectations. Um, there are one, two, three, four, five different kinds of expectations. The, the first one that we already talked about was realistic. Like realistic expectations is payday. Mm -hmm. Like my paycheck is going to be there. I've done two weeks of work. I'm going to get paid. The example that it gave on the on the psychology forum was, I know with a great deal of certainty that my morning cup of coffee is going to bring me a certain amount of happiness. Mm -hmm. 
And I can relate to that. I set my coffee pot every every night before I go to bed. It's set on a timer. It brews coffee at 4.30 in the morning. When I get up, it's hot, ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. There have been times on occasion where I forgot to hit that set button. On Dramatic events. Listen, I get up in the morning, it's boo-hoo city. Yeah. The coffee's cold. Yeah. There's coffee, but it's cold. Yeah. Or there's no coffee. So then I gotta wait a whole like four or five minutes for it to brew, or I gotta heat up old cold coffee in the microwave. Um, so I can relate to that, right? Like it's a, a realistic expectation that my morning cup of coffee is gonna bring me some happiness. Uh, unrealistic expectations. The flip side of that is when we set goals or or expectations of other people that aren't achievable or realistic that lead to disappointment. Um, you know, I'll give you a drastic one. I'm going to try to lose 30 pounds by next Thursday. Mm, well, that ain't happening. Right. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. On any plane of our existence, mm-hmm. is that realistic? Well, listen, maybe with the right amount of meth and crack. Yeah, try that. And, 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 and extracurricular activities. All that. Right. You know, if I don't sleep for the next 13 days and, uh, and you know, run marathons or have marathon whoopee, mm-hmm. then I might lose thirty pounds. It might melt off of me. Like stranger things have happened. But in a realm of healthy existence and a healthy lifestyle, and and not doing methamphetamines or crack cocaine, uh, it is impossible to lose 30, 30 pounds in thirteen days. Right? It's also unrealistic to expect other people to be able to achieve things that I've achieved. For instance, if I took you to the gym, it would be very unrealistic to expect you to be able to bench 365 pounds on the bench press. Now, we could set that expectation, like this is what I expect you to do, but it's not realistic. And I'm going to be disappointed if I believe for a second that that's going to happen. Another type of expectation is rational expectations, which are based on past experiences. This is more of like a business sense kind of thing. So, for instance, my store sets a, a, a goal for the week of sales based on last year's sales. And the goal is for my store to meet that goal. The goal is a percentage higher than last year's sales. So in order for my company to feel like they're successful, they expect all of their stores to sell more than they did the previous year. Well, they look at sales trends for the last years, you know, they had to take into consideration the pandemic and how that affected sales. So from a business sense, rational expectations are based on sales trends, things like that. We also can do that in our lives where, well, maybe not in Tennessee, but in other states, you can count on the weather being a certain way at a certain time of year. Mm-hmm. Here, here it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, it's like it'll, box chocolates. It, it'll be 14 degrees yesterday, mm-hmm. and it'll be 70 degrees and sunny tomorrow. Like, I'll be wearing shorts and a tank top tomorrow and, and flip-flops. And, you know, Saturday I'll be bundled up in thermals with boots because it's snowing. Like, mm-hmm. it's really that drastic. It's crazy. I've never seen anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah. my motions. Right? They can be. <laughs> it can be. Another type of expectations is explicit expectations. Setting an explicit expectation is is a set expectation, like setting a date for dinner with a friend. You expect them to show up with a certain amount of certainty, right? Like with a reasonable amount of certainty. So if I say, "Hey, Amanda, let's go to let's go to Shoney's 
or or whatever TGI Fridays at seven o'clock tomorrow, and you say, "Sure, that sounds good," and I get there and it's seven fifteen, seven thirty, seven forty-five, and I text you. Now things happen, like people forget. Life happens. Maybe something happened with your kids, and you just ain't going to make it. Mm-hmm. But the the point is, is that there was an expectation. I had a, an explicit expectation because we set a plan. And we both agreed on participating in that plan. Another example of an explicit expectation is customers expect to get what they pay for, right? So, like, a customer comes to Lowe's, they buy a Craftsman tool. They expect if something goes wrong with that, Craftsman has a lifetime guarantee on their hand tools. They have an explicit expectation that if something goes wrong with their screwdriver, they can just come in and get another one. And they do. Because Craftsman guarantees their product like that. That's an explicit expectation. If a customer came in with their Craftsman screwdriver or hammer and we wouldn't return it, they would have a fit. All the fits, yeah. Right, definitely. So realistic, unrealistic, rational, explicit, adaptive. What I've got from the notes for adaptive is these expectations determine what will happen in the future based on past events. It's like a rational expectation only we can pre-plan. So the example that it gives for adaptive is Apple Inc. drops a new iPhone every year or two. And we know that every time they do, it's going to be more expensive than the last mm-hmm. one. Right? But we can count on there's going to be an iPhone 52. Yeah. Sure. And it's going to be, you know, $5,000 or yes. $12,000 mm-hmm. and it's going to do all the things. So that is an adaptive expectation. We can, with a certain amount of certainty, unless you know somebody bought Apple and shut their doors, Apple Inc. is going to be around in another 10 years, and they're going to continue to release new phones and new products, and those phones and products are going to be more and more expensive as, as time goes on because the economy is inflating, right? Yes. 